Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 61 and we find ourselves in Numbers 5 and 6, John chapter 4 in the first 30 verses and Psalm 26. Now, as we look at this Old Testament passage in Numbers 5, a part that we can often forget to do in the forgiveness process is to fully confess our sins. Scripture commands us to confess them to God, but more than that, we are to confess them to the appropriate party. It's like a child stealing a sweet from a cupboard. The sin has to be confessed to the parent and to God before true forgiveness can be given. You see, as believers in Christ, this is still true. Unrepentant sin is unconfessed sin. When we refuse to confess our sins before God, we preclude ourselves from his forgiveness. But to the humble, who confess and repent, then God is faithful and just to forgive our sins. Now, I really enjoy looking into this Nazarite vow, a specific and whole life surrendering to the ways of God. It is one of sacrifice, one of holiness, one of being entirely for God and putting ourselves entirely to death. The Nazarite vow was not easy to undertake, for holiness itself is hard to achieve. In some respect, believers take a vow in Christ to have our own lives reflect him and to take on his righteousness and live it out in every day of our lives. It's not so easy, with many sins tempting us away, but it is worth it, for when we are utterly devoted to God, he can use us for great and mighty things that we'll see in his kingdom and see his kingdom expand. At the core of both these chapters is the humility to recognise we are not worthy of God, yet through Christ we are granted his grace and mercy. Our response should be a whole life surrendering and a humble confession before our creator. Now into our New Testament passage and we continue John's gospel and Jesus and the woman of Samaria or the woman at the well is a striking conversation that should challenge each one of us in how we present the gospel to people. Firstly, it was unheard of for a Jew to speak and be served by a Samarian. So Jesus is acting counterculturally here. More than that, to hold such a conversation with a woman as a rabbi was equally unheard of. Yet it is what Jesus said that prompts us to really think. You see, Jesus knew all about the woman, a serial adulteress with many husbands and a new relationship on the go. Yet he did not recoil at her sin. Instead, he gently calls her out of it. You see, Jesus accepts the woman, even though culture tells them to reject her. The thing that Jesus rejects is the sin. He calls her to faithfulness to a life of hope, to a life of holiness. He therefore also calls her to repent from her sin, to confess her sin and to turn to a new way of living. This is the gospel message we are to spread. Not Jesus accepting you for who you are so you don't ever need to change. No, the gospel is that Jesus accepts the repentant heart and he will daily change you from a sinner to saved by grace and walking a holy life before a holy God. So before going to our Sam, when was the last time, one, you lived counterculturally and shared the gospel with somebody that the world has condemned? Because we have a message of good news, one that doesn't condemn, but one that frees us to life and life to the full. So when was the last time you shared that message to an individual that the world had condemned? Let's go into Psalm 26. The words of verse 2 are incredible. The psalmist asked the Lord to test his heart and mind to see that he has integrity in his obedience to God. What an incredible thing to challenge the Lord to do. Yet such is the confidence in faith and in obedience that he is able to set the challenge. The verses continue to say that the psalmist has been unwaveringly loyal. He has been trusting and obedient in all of the commands of God. He worships the Lord and he daily walks with the Lord. And so that is why he can say such things, for he knows his whole life is devoted to the Lord. 
I wonder, can we set this challenge before God to test our heart and mind? It's not a guilt trip, more a reality check. We all have things in our lives that we need to deal with to ensure our integrity stands before the Lord. And we praise God for Jesus, for in him we have the power to be made righteous before a holy God. I would encourage us all to consider our integrity before the Lord this week. Let's pray together. Father, we do pray that we would be individuals who would hold integrity, that our hearts and our minds would be totally surrendered to you, that we would live a life as the example of the righteousness of Jesus. Father, we pray that we would confess our sins, that we would seek forgiveness, and that we would surrender to your mercy and to your grace. Father, most of all, help us be countercultural right now. Help us share the gospel with the people that the world has condemned, and help your kingdom expand by the gospel being shared to those who are in need. Father, we pray this in your name. Amen.